What's up, everybody? Happy Hump Day. We got another Wednesday. I'm Anthony, a.k.a. Rasta, and this is Get Right Fantasy Football. We're talking week nine, buy, sell, trade. We're getting your lineups right, not only for this week, but for the rest of the season. So without any further ado, let's roll those sleeves up and get to work. What up, what up, what up, world? We're back. We're here doing what you guys have been waiting for. We're going to talk fantasy football again. Tons of stuff to cover. Um, thank you for tuning in. Anthony, we appreciate you. Appreciate your time. We're going to be talking buys, sells, and trades. You know what time it is. Let's get right to it. We always have a crazy week. Why? Because it's 2020. We expect mm-hmm. this. We're prepared for crazy weeks. I got a whole bunch of Q&As that have came in. People want to know where they stand. Where do you stand, Anthony? Um, and and let's cover it. Let's just uh, jump right into it. Do you have, um, after this week's madness and, and injuries and COVID and all the stuff we're so used to dealing with now, we're professionals. Let me know who do you have on your buy list this week? Who is up on your list? Yeah, just another Wednesday in the fantasy football week, huh? Dealing with all this <laughs> stuff. Um, I just want to kind of go back to this game, and it kind of ties in here to to my buy. But how are the Chiefs up in a game thirty five to nine? And they don't even run the ball, not with Bell or CEH. We were all worried about Bell taking CEH's workload, but there was just no workload to be had. So to me, I like the split that CEH had, even with Bell, with the little limited touches they did have. So I'm sure the CEH owner right now is probably worried in that league that you're in. So I would go grab... C.H., see if you can buy him low. He's coming off a a three-point outing with Bell another week in there. You can probably package him with like a Damian Harris and turn him into a C.H., and to me, that would be a win. No, I agree, and I think Andy Reid doesn't really understand how that works out. Being up by 20 and 30, you're supposed to run the ball, Andy. Um, But they're the Chiefs. They don't need to. But that's a way to get um, – you're right. I mean, CEH, I, and I can tell you a lot of people are down on him. That's kind of the perception that I'm getting. And he's still number three in the NFL in rushing yards this year. So could be a high target for very low um, lo- low people that you can send to get him. It's a weird year for running backs. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of standouts. There is a big gap between one, two, and three. We have Derrick Henry, obviously, at number one if we're talking purely rushing yards. Um, Dalvin Cook, number two. And then CEH, number three. And about 100 yards difference in between each of those guys. So Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – to me, that's, that's, you know, pretty interesting. So, again, his biggest thing is he wasn't getting the goal line work, which is why – you know, back, you know, a couple shows ago, a couple weeks ago, I was saying 
you know, even with Bell there, even if he stole the quote unquote goal line work, it wasn't really going to affect his carries. You know, as long as he gets the ball, he's been able to produce. They just, for some reason, wanted to showcase Mahomes, I think, that day. Maybe they got wind of some trade that went down and Mahomes took it personal. <laughs> Next subject. Next subject. <laughs> hey, that was one week. I'm so glad I got rid of that guy. Am I right? I mean, who wants to deal with that? Five touchdowns um, or whatever it was. I mean, the guy's a freak, man. He really is. And I do want to bring up uh, Ezekiel Elliott, still a number eight runner. Go get him. They played hard. They played a decent defense in the Eagles. Um, Cowboys are beat up. They don't have a lot of features left. I'll say season long. I'm still buying Zeke. Maybe not this week. Kind of seems that uh, something may be going on. Uh, but definitely, I, I'm I'm still buying Zeke. Every day of the week, I'm taking a, a top three drafted running back. Yeah. I mean, again, if, if you're not giving up too much for him, if you can buy him low, you know, finding a 15-touch running back, regardless of situation or offense or pieces around him, is still hard to come by. You know, he's still going to be top 12, top 15, at least potential, uh, just because of those touches, and he has the talent. So, you know, just one of those linemen have to get in the way of one of those other guys so he could slip through and he can uh, put up a nice day for you still. But, you know. I agree. Um, a couple more buy lows that I have um, where you could buy them at a very low pl- price is uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, Ronald Jones, uh, after that horrible week, Rojo, try to go snag him. If you can, if people have dropped value on him, go get Chubb. Chubb's coming back. Um, even mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt right now is top five in yards. Um but, I mean, if you can snag a Chubb, he, he's going to pull through. He will get his yards. Kareem will still get his yards. I'm not saying sit Kareem. I'm not saying um, move him down. There, There's – the Browns have proven that they want to run the ball and that Baker can't throw it. So, <laughs> hey, they, they both <laughs> equal out to uh, get their running backs over there. Funny enough, I do have Ch- uh, Chubb here on my bye as well. I think, you know, maybe whoever, you know, originally drafted him. So I think now I would put some feelers out and see what you could get for Hunt. No, that's a good point. Um, And again, everybody kind of knows how high we feel about running backs. If you can target a running back, definitely do it. There are some um, waiver wire guys, plug and plays that you can definitely pick up this week. Um, But long term, if you can pick up a Chubb, you're definitely doing your team a favor. You're putting yourself in a position to win it. If you can't get the CMCs, you can't get the Chubs, um, target a little lower. There's there's a few guys out there that not many people are looking at um, with, let's say, James Conner, David Johnson, Gaskin coming on an injury right now. Um, the owner's got to be a little lower on these guys, and, and that's definitely something that you want to target. Mm-hmm. I agree. And another backfield I'd be looking at now for a changing of the guard is the Denver backfield with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I actually have Melvin Gordon here as my cell and I have Lindsay as a buy because I think he's been looking better. His yards per carrier are a lot better. 
than Gordon. And, you know, if he can just stay healthy, I think, you know, even if it's in a, in a shared backfield, he will still uh, produce low in RB2 numbers. So, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be an RB1 or anything, but, you know, you can probably target this guy. He's been hurt in and out of the lineups. That owner, you know, might be frustrated needing to move on. He's not that big of a name, so to speak. So you might be able to get, you know, some good value. Um, definitely a weird year when it comes to running backs. Leads me to my next subject. Even when we're talking top five scoring running backs, we're actually talking about quarterbacks. Believe it or not, we have Kyler Murray at number four with rushing touchdowns this year, Cam Newton at number five. And if we went to number six, it would also be a quarterback with Carson Wentz. Um, and they're five, six, and seven touchdowns this year. I have – it was actually last week one of my my cells, and that's Lamar Jackson. I would maybe take a look out of him. You know, what Frank was saying about his upcoming schedule looks really good. You're kind of hoping for the positive, you know, regression to the mean meaning hopefully he gets back to, you know, somewhat of what he was last year. I mean, he's still putting up the rushing yards. It's just the scoring's not there, and he doesn't have the passing to go along with it. So if you want to take a chance, you know, you didn't draft that, you know, take that draft capital in him. So if you can flip him for, you know, an RB4 or, you know, pair up, you know, your QB2, um, plus another piece to get Lamar Jackson, then I might, you know, take a look at that because you can maybe catch lightning in a bottle and it could be a league winner. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Um, I'm going to still go with Joe Burrow, who has the most attempts in the NFL. He's leading um, passing attempts right now. He's somebody that definitely you want to try to target. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's better. Um, but he's leading the league in yards. That's somebody that I would definitely try to go after. But I'm going to stay true. If I'm going to go big names, I- I'm leaning on Kyler Murray. Um, I would say my sleeper, who's not much of a sleeper at this point, he's top 10 in passing. Deshaun Watson um, is another person that I'm going to be targeting. Um, they can't seem to win a game. They're always playing from behind. He's going to have to pass the ball. He's not necessarily getting the rushing yards like we're used to. They're not the same Houston Texans that we're used to without, whether it be because DeAndre Hopkins, um, but that's another quarterback that I have high faith and somebody I'd be comfortable putting in my starting lineup. Yeah, no, I mean, those are, you know, definitely good names and I completely agree. And again, I'm still just going to keep throwing love at at my boy here. uh, Justin Herbert uh, came out. You know, still performed last week. And, you know, he's uh, right up there with uh, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Dak, Mahomes, and then Herbert at five as far as fantasy points per game, averaging about 24 and a half points per game. So I actually might be even a little more in six point uh, per passing touchdown leagues. But, you know, yeah, actually six point per passing touchdowns. He's averaging 29 and a half points per game. So, you know, yeah. he's right in there in between Mahomes and Rogers. So, again, to me, this is kind of what you're looking for in a, in a buy, because if he's on someone's team, he probably wasn't there, you know, QB one unless you know he happened to get him to replace Dak. 
Um, other than that, I would really try to get my hands on him because again, that schedule is fantastic. And I'm personally dealing with an issue of having both Herbert and Rogers and I can't decide who to start each week moving forward. Yeah. And that's a good problem to have. I think that's what they call a uh, first world problems, right? <laughs> the elite, right? <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to double down. I'm going to, I want to jump into um, maybe some sales and some trades. Can uh, you give me the floor on this one? Go right ahead. I, I have a I have a feeling, maybe because we talk so often off air. You may not agree with this one, but I'm gonna say my big sell high would be Patrick Mahomes. Get what you can for him, get rid of him. He, he's hit or miss. You know, some weeks he's gonna shatter his projections. Uh that's not always gonna happen. If you get somebody big for him. Say you do have the problem uh, that you're having where you're sitting on two quarterbacks. You were lucky to pick up Herbert. Go with Herbert. Get what you can for Mahomes. People will overpay. They were drafting him in the first two rounds. Get what you can. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm kind of dealing with in in my league as well. You know, I've been scouring to see if anybody could use – you know, and Aaron Rodgers, because I kind of feel comfortable riding Herbert out the rest of the year. And if I could, you know, possibly trade an Aaron Rodgers for, you know, one of these top running backs, um, you know, that are out there, you know, by giving up like my RB2 um, plus Rodgers for an RB1, you know, a, literally one of the top three running backs, you know, a Camara, a Henry, you know, possibly, possibly a McCaffrey. Um, I would you know, kind of, again, until you can do something like that and you feel comfortable, uh, that's kind of something I'm debating myself. And you have to take that. I think one thing that we've talked about, um, and I'm a big believer in it, I want my quarterbacks, I want my receivers from teams that are known to lose, um, which the Chargers have proven to us over and over and over, and the yep. Falcons have proven to us over and over. They are going to lose. They are going to have to pass the ball. Give me a running back from a high-powered offense aside from the Chiefs. Most teams kind of understand that once you get a commanding lead, you run the ball, and that's where kind of the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, where you see Aaron Jones take over in the colder games. Um yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's all strategy, right? Yep, it just depends on which side of the fence you're on. Exactly. So if you can trade them off, we're getting through a lot of these bye weeks where that's not necessarily going to be a problem. Um, do you COVID. have anybody else? Uh, a quarter? Yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks and speaking of COVID, Matt Stafford looks like he's not going to be playing this week. He's got COVID. Um it, it, it might be safe to stream the defense against Detroit, but yeah, they're down Stafford. They're down Galladay. Um, they're basically down a starting running back since they have two guys. They can't seem to decide who they want to give the ball. And yeah, why not? You know, take a shot at them. They don't really have any weapons there. I know uh, Frank couldn't be with us tonight, but I know he picked up Stafford. And ended up having to drop him and pick up Cam Newton instead. Again, um, those are good problems to have. (laughs) Another reason, again, right there, um, Deshaun Watson this week, again, they're coming off a bye. They're playing the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are out. 
Gardner Minshew. The Chuck Norris of the NFL. <laughs> so seems like that could be a, a, a favorable matchup as well. So, again, some people want to pick up Houston against um, Jaguars because they're missing a quarterback. Um, so, I mean, just all things to keep in mind. Absolutely. So is there anybody on quarterbacks that uh, maybe you have some insight in, you think are going to have a big game, maybe we weren't targeting, um, somebody that maybe rest of the season that that you're shooting for or maybe that you're selling low on? Yeah, so, you know, kind of right now, you know, besides the guys, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, there is still Tannehill out there. You know, again, he's not kind of like a sexy name. But he's putting up, you know, solid, solid fantasy points and solid games. Now, again, with the weather there in Tennessee, you know, kind of heading down, we know they start to give the ball to Henry a lot. But again, he's very efficient and still puts up numbers. And again, if you need somebody, you know, kind of like that, if you suffered a quarterback injury, then, you know, he might be a guy to, um, you know, kind of look out for. Yeah. Another person I would say to try to buy. Kind of feel like they might be at their lows. Give me a Drew Brees. Give me a Drew Brees going late into the season, warming up, figuring everything out. He's getting Michael Thomas back. Um, I'm buying that all day, every day. Give me a Breeze. I'll take it. I'll, I'll full confidence in having him start uh, and lead my team going into fantasy playoff time. Yeah, I had him down here actually as a sell, even with Michael Thomas coming back. I think you can sell him a little higher. Um, you know, on that fact, you know, with somebody thinking Thomas is back, maybe you go out and target uh, the Michael Thomas owner and try to package something and uh, deal him to, uh, to that person. Um, I just I don't see it in the arm anymore. He's not challenging downfield. And, you know, again, I just for whatever reason, I kind of just have a funky feeling uh, about, you know, Breeze and, you know, I might try to see what I could get for him. Yeah, and this will be definitely something that we revisit, um, and and I can't wait. So with Michael Thomas back, I feel like he's going to open up the field a little bit, and that kind of leads me to receivers. If we're going to say that, I'm buying high still on Michael Thomas. I know a lot of these owners are sick and tired of him at this point. Uh, he yep. has under five points the entire year, but his name's still up there with the McCaffreys. Like That's an easy package trade that you can get. Um, some teams are really hurting at receivers at this point. Again, if you could get a running back, I'm taking that all day, every day, especially if you're giving me a top name, I'll take it. Absolutely. Uh, one of the receivers I have here as a sell high and sky high, I mean, would be DK Metcalf. I, um, I personally sold him off earlier in the year for Christian McCaffrey. I think you can get that type of value for him. I mean, he's continued to produce. I've kind of almost regretted, you know, making that trade just because of how much DK has, you know, produced consistently. He only had that one week where he got me, you know, 2.1 points, but that was when he was covered by Patrick Peterson. But if you take a look at their upcoming schedule, you know, that's kind of what scares me is he pretty much destroyed everybody that he played that didn't really have any type of cornerback, but as soon as they played Arizona and schemed against him, he only put up those um, two catches for 23 yards on five targets. Very, very inefficient day. And he plays Arizona again. 
he also plays a, a plethora of other shutdown and shadow cornerbacks, including Jalen Ramsey, uh, Darius Slay. So, you know, if you can get Metcalf and sell him off and kind of something I am looking at would be selling off Metcalf for like a Tyler Lockett plus something else. Because if they're rolling that coverage to Metcalf, I think that means there's a lot more of those three touchdown days coming from Tyler Lockett here down the road. Yeah, I have to totally agree. One thing that I'm huge on, I mean, mean, yards uh, obviously is a big factor. Touchdowns is a big factor when we're talking about receivers. Um, Targets is kind of my go-to. And somebody, I don't know if we've even really ever touched on him in our podcast, but but Diggs. Diggs is leading the league in targets. Um, I think he's number two. He's definitely number two in the league. When we're talking about yards, right behind D-Hop, about 10 yards behind him. Um, that's somebody that, hey, if you can get him and somebody's not putting that value on his name. Uh, an- another um, team that I, I want to talk about, a team full of wide receivers. When we're talking about Joe Burrow, and he's getting up to 60 passing attempts a game, go pick up some of his receivers. He's got two in the top 13. A.J. Green, um, he's there at 13. You have uh, Tyler Boyd. He's tied for eight when we're talking about targets. Uh, those are those are the kind of guys that you're looking for. Um, those targets will work out. If he's throwing at them, they're going to get catches. They're going to get yards. That'll equal touchdowns. So if we're going to talk about targets, another person that's being sold real low right now with kind of the uncertainty and what's going on in Dallas, Amari Cooper's third in the league in targets. He's got 77 targets at this point. Um, that's somebody you could buy at a really, really low value. Maybe you stash him. Cowboys figure things out. You get Andy Dalton back. Um, again, I've said this before. Andy Dalton, when he was with Cincinnati, he had that number one target in A.J. Green. Um, A.J. Green was obviously a producer at that point. Maybe they turned things around, but that's somebody that's definitely worth throwing something very low at them. Um, and picking up a, a possible number one wide receiver right there. Yeah, no, I like that idea as well. And if you have somebody, you know, that does value those high targets like that, someone uh, you might be able to sell, sell high right now, I think would be Cooper Cup. Uh, with those 21 targets that he got, an absurd amount of targets last game, even though he didn't really do anything with them, he uh, vaulted all the way up to – 71 of uh, out of 79 with digs at the top. And to me, that's a little inflated. But if you f- know somebody that kind of likes those, you know, target totals, you know, you might be able to trade up in a sense there because to me, Jared Goff hasn't really looked that well. And, you know, his targets have kind of gone up here over the last couple weeks. So you might be able to capitalize on that. I just don't really kind of see him producing there. I'd like to see what I could get. See, I'm buying something like that, definitely. Um, you give me targets, I'll take my chances, right? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather have targets than somebody with four catches and 100 yards. That's not going to happen every game. Um, somebody, I'm, I'm going to call a breakout for this week, somebody that I'm going to buy at least for the week. Um, I'm going to go Marvin Jones. Uh, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of weapons over there in Detroit. Somebody's going to have to get the ball. Somebody's going to have to make moves. It feels like Marvin Jones always steps up at this moment, kind of has that Fitzpatrick, 
He sits on the bench. He gets a chance. He lights it up, and then he just kind of goes back into hiding. But I, I'm definitely gonna um, I, I'm I'm gonna target Marvin Jones this week. Yeah, I mean Marvin Jones. He's definitely due for one of those two or three touchdown games here pretty soon, right? Uh, one other wide receiver that I uh, kind of have my eyeballs on would be Calvin Ridley. You know, he's up there, I think, top three in fantasy receivers right now. To me, with him being hurt, again, you can go to that owner. Maybe they need to win now and see if you can get yourself a nice receiver for the rest of the season. i I definitely take a look at Calvin Ridley. No, that's a good point. And if we're talking um, big-name receivers – Somebody that it doesn't even need to be said, get Tyreek Hill at all costs. Tyreek has proven he's catching 40-yard passes when they're up by 20-something points. It's not something where they're <laughs> slowing down. And, again, I steer away from the Chiefs. Um, between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, those are two constant factors that every week are going to produce for you. If you have a chance to get either of them, package them up. A lot of people have dual tight ends. They're sitting on uh, maybe they drafted a Mark Andrews and picked up a Noah Fant, something like that, somebody that's producing for them. Even a Gronkowski was on the waiver wire for a while. If you could trade him off, get Kelsey, get Tyreek. Only two guys I would say from the Chiefs that I'm really, really high on. I'm trying to buy <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> Not Mahomes. You don't want a Mahomes on your team. Yeah, not the guy throwing in the balls, but definitely them, the guys themselves. Who wants five <laughs> passing touchdowns? I mean, overrated. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of tight ends, I don't know if that's a bad segue there. Um, I'd be looking at Mark Andrews. He has been kind of inconsistent this year. Again, whoever took him probably took him with a pretty high draft pick, which means they gave up you know, a, a running back or a receiver instead of, you know, taking that pick there. So you might be able to, again, uh, pick up him, you know, maybe flip a TJ Hawkinson, especially without, you know, Matt Stafford there. You know, maybe you could flip him into Mark Andrews. Again, I mentioned when we were talking about Lamar Jackson, that upcoming schedule they have uh, with the Ravens, you know, you definitely want to take a look at it. So, you know, they have the Colts and they play the Patriots, you know, Titans, Steelers, but then it's Cowboys, Browns, Jags, Giants, Bengals. Well, Bengals if you play to week 17. But again, you're playing the Jags and Giants in your, you know, two biggest games of the year. So, you know, if you have a tight end there or you have that quarterback in that game, you know, that, that you know, that might be a good position to trade for. Yeah, definitely. Um, I could say tight end's going to be a big change. Obviously, big news in the NFL Kittle's going to be out eight weeks, huge blow to the Niners, which seems like week after week we're talking about the huge injuries that they're having over there. Tight end's definitely a, a, a soft spot, I would say, this week. Some people that we haven't talked about, I, I'm selling. I'm I'm getting rid of, I'm dropping, you could say. I, I'm no longer believing in Tanyan. I'm not believing in Janu. Um, but there are tight ends out there. I mean, give me an Evan Ingram. Um, I, I'd buy really high at Gronk. Feels like they're kind of getting their rhythm over there. We see the Brady and Gronk connection has been going. And again, I, I kind of always go over it. I'm not a huge fan of the Buccaneers and, and how many 
receivers they have and how many weapons they have over there. It's hard to get targets, hard to get touchdowns, but it seems like Gronk's pulling that through and the Brady Gronk thing's always going to be there. And Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram are hitting it off. Yeah, I mean, you know, those are definitely some, you know, good tight end candidates. And um, I've been I kind of missed everything you said, because as soon as you mentioned George Kittle, I just kind of went into my own little <laughs> kind of thing. there. Dark place. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So I kind of snapped out of it there towards the end. But, um, you know, both as a fan of the Niners and a huge Kittle fan and as a I literally just traded for him. I was able to flip Mike uh, Evans before they the whole Antonio Brown news, you know, broke. I was, you know, kind of already trying to sell uh, Mike Evans there, and was able to finally do a do a trade for it, and it worked out. And now he's gone for the year, so I'm kind of back to square one. So now I have to roll with Jared Cook, which isn't a bad, you know, fallback. But you know, again, if you got a Kelsey or a Kittle, you were, you know, kind of in there. <laughs> so, yeah, again, you got them. You're you're basically getting an RB one, or you're getting wide receiver one. Um, but Jared Cook, somebody I'm very high on too. If you have the opportunity to get him, um, seems like he's kind of been constant. I'm very, um, I I like to see consistency in each and every one of my players, rather than big game, no game, big game, no game. So that's definitely somebody that I'm interested in. Um, I I don't want an example that I'll give you is Justin Jefferson. Seems like he's going to have a huge game and then nothing. Huge game and then nothing. I I yeah. seem to get away from those kind of players. Trade them after a really good game, and just you know roll with your luck with a, a somebody that's just going to get you solid numbers every week. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. You know, Justin Jefferson's the perfect example of you know of, of selling hot you know when he had those big games and he was kind of the big thing and you picked him up off the waiver wire you know that's what he wanted to you know package him up and get a McCaffrey or you know get something like that get one of those pieces you know turn that into a Kittle you know even though he ends up getting hurt but it's the right thing to do at the time and again you know to me it's just it's, it's a smart thing to do yeah and and Again, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of factors. Losing big players like that, that's kind of where we see the constant fantasy football gods out there. And I don't like using that term, but when you're winning and winning and winning, this is when the real are going to prevail. So um, just see what you can do. You know, we're, we're given a certain set of cards. We lose some. We got to fold sometimes. And um, – you just got to take it from there, see what you can do. So we covered a lot. Um, I just want to ask, is there anybody out there that maybe we didn't talk about you wanted to touch a little more on um, prior uh, to moving on to our Q&A section? Yeah, I'd say let's just get into some q and I'm sure there will be some questions about some guys that we haven't touched on, and you know we can kind of go into some more there and see where it takes us. Can I – I want to ask you a personal question uh, myself. Two guys sure. we didn't really get to talk about today – um, I just want to see where do you stand on them for the rest of the year, one of them being McLaurin and the other one being uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, uh, I like those two names, actually. You know, with McLaurin coming off the bye week, he's kind of, you know, when these teams go on bye week, they seem like they've been gone forever. 
and they're kind of out of sight, out of mind. So anytime you can maybe target a guy coming off a bye week, you know, because it's always in fantasy football, what have you done for me lately? So, you know, you might be able to go get a McLaurin. Um, But I kind of have McLaurin there as, you know, kind of in that, you know, basically high-end wide receiver too. Um, You know, he's, to me, what you want. You know, he has the talent. He has the speed. Um, I think I mentioned on the last – one of the last episodes about how and what uh, Kyle Allen uh, churned DJ Moore into last year. And we all saw how high DJ Moore was drafted this year. And I think especially coming off the bye week with them getting some practice in there and, you know, really being able to work on some things, get a little healthier, uh, he could be a a big target, you know, down the road here. Um, So I really like that. I'm glad you you mentioned that. I would definitely go buy McLaurin if you can. I really like him. And I'm going to give us one fun fact before we move on to the Q&A about McLaurin. (laughs) 69 targets this year. That's all. That's all I got to say. <laughs> nice. <laughs> with, with the leader having 79, he's up there. He's uh, seventh on the list. So right. definitely yeah, a good target. Bad. And uh, just to kind of touch on that um, in regards to Robbie Anderson, I'd actually kind of have him as a sell. You know, remember Christian McCaffrey's coming back. You know, McCaffrey is an RB1 and a wide receiver one combined in one. So those targets are going to have to come from somebody. I'm not saying they're necessarily coming from Robbie Anderson. But to me, again, with McCaffrey out there, he's going to eat up more yardage. He's going to be more efficient as far as the offense as a whole. So if I could, you know, again, package and ship out Robbie Anderson now while he still has really good value, I would see what I could get for him. Um, Again, if you can package him and something else to get a Michael Thomas, you know, it might be a little late for that with Thomas maybe coming back this week. But if he's, you know, if Thomas is out again another week. Which we've said every week, right? Right, again. <laughs> so I would try to, you know, hammer that, you know, smash that uh, that trade offer button and, uh, you know, put Robbie Anderson out there with, a, you know, a low in RB2. And you might be able to get yourself a, a Michael Thomas. So, um, again, just keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen right away because obviously McCaffrey's not going to come back to 30 touches. Um, but again, the last time I said that about Dalvin Cook, he literally got 30 touches on a dot and ran for like 700 yards and 30 <laughs> touchdowns. So, <laughs> yes, leading a hey, already leading the league again. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm I'm totally selling um, all Carolina receivers. Uh, once McCaffrey comes back again, like you said, perfect point. He's the RV one and a wide receiver one. That's why he gets paid like both. Yeah, sell um, him if you can. That's why he went number one overall. Yeah, and that's why people will not sell him for anything low. So you're gonna have to package a few things together to get him. But if you can, he's definitely worth it. You definitely want to put him at the head of your team, running into playoffs. Absolutely. Um, no, that was great. So now let's get in. I know these people are kind of uh, bugging me right now. They've been wanting to hear. They've been waiting. Q&As, are you ready? Let's go. Dive into it. Okay. And these are a few names that we actually just talked about. This is from C K one <laughs> Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, or Marvin Jones. Who are you keeping for the rest of the year? Man, I'd probably say Amari Cooper just because, again – 
They have a terrible defense. They're going to be throwing the ball. If they could just get some semblance of quarterback play there, if Dalton can come back in the next couple of weeks here, again, I think rest of the season. And to me, when I think rest of the season, I'm thinking weeks 14, 15, and 16. You know, if you'll know by then if Cooper's going to be startable. So I would definitely try to target him, you know, with most trade deadlines coming up in fantasy football, I think next week. And uh, again, if you can buy him low, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd roll with Cooper out of that bunch. Same here. No arguments coming for me. Okay. This one is from E Dog's Nizzle. I, I can't make this stuff up if I try. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love the he face. wants to ask Should he trade Fournette for Mostert? Ooh, man, that's tough. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I would have said yes. But right now, I'd probably stay with Fournette. I think he's kind of taken over. We all saw what happened in that game with Rojo and the fumble and that whole thing. We all know how Arians is when it comes to that kind of stuff. We, we thought Rojo had a big leash there, um, but he was out immediately, you know, once Fournette was healthy. And again, I think Fournette brings a little more versatility to that offense. And I think Brady likes that. So I would, uh, I would go with Fournette there. So our next question is also going to stay in Tampa Bay, and this one's from Cameron614. Should he be trading his mix-in in Robbie Anderson for a Godwin? Man, I'd have to say no. I would uh, kind of stick with the mix-in side there just because, I, again, I don't like giving up the running back plus a receiver for just a receiver. So I would stick with the running back receiver side of that. Plus, we don't know what's going on with Godden's injury as of today. We've heard anything from him, you know, supposed to have been coming back next week to initial reports of it being anywhere from four to six weeks because it is a fracture of the finger. And he is a receiver and he does need his fingers to catch. And if Tom Brady broke his finger when it was completely healthy, what's it going to do if it's already still broken and he's still throwing the ball to him? So... I think I would stick on the mix-in side there. No, and I have to agree with you on the mix-in. And honestly, I hate agreeing with you this much. Um, I really do. But that's a good point. Keep your running backs, especially somebody of that caliber, um, with that much potential. It's interesting. This whole day, as much as we talked about Tampa Bay, we haven't talked about Antonio Brown. um, But that's another mixture in there why you kind of want to see what plays out before you go and get these Godwins. Um, so I'm definitely I'm, – I'm leaning the mix inside again. Um, so our next question, jumping right into it, and you may have answered it kind of with your last one, but this one's from Maggle88. Trade Lockett for Chubb? Yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't want to sound, I didn't want to sound too excited. Uh, there, but uh, okay. that's an that's an that's an instant call and an instant accept. I would definitely go get it. Uh, you want that running back? You know, like I said earlier in the show, um, Chubb's going to get that work. Twenty touches. You know, you can't replace that. Go get him. Okay, let's stick with the running backs. CMC for James Robinson and Keenan Allen, and this one's from Papa John. Those are my favorite trades, man. That's a great, a great, great trade. You know, uh, who is this? Papa John? 
shout out shout out to Papa at Papa John um, <laughs> because th- it seems like it's a it's a trade right out of my book. Uh, this is exactly what I want. You know, you're giving good quality pieces there for an elite player. You know, these are no slouches. You know, you're not trying to rip somebody off. You know, this is a legit offer. And if you know the McCaffrey order, it has McCaffrey, and his next best running back is Kenyon Drake, followed by like, you know, Singletary and Gio Bernard. Then you know that might be something you know he may need to look at. You know, especially if he's hurting, um, you know, at receiver, because then he can maybe you know put those pieces together and get in you know another running back from there. So, you know, and again, if you do have another option, then it's you know a good trade as well. I don't think you're losing value, especially if you just lost the Galladay um, or something like that. So I like that trade. Yeah. And I think this is one that to me is definitely going to come to depth of your team. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather be on the side where I can go for a CMC. Right. Of course. But if you need to do both of those guys are pushing good numbers. James Robinson and Keenan Allen are both top of the league. Um, and McCaffrey just kind of has that McCaffrey effect being the number one pick and proving that he is worthy of that number one pick. Right. And, and again, we don't know what's going to happen with McCaffrey. Is he coming back into 30 touches? You know, is he going to be a 20 touch, you know, running back and a, you know, a 10 target, you know, receiver, you know, or 25 touches and five targets, you know, I mean, is he really going to come back and, you know, peak out at that workload again? Or will they, you know, kind of split it more, you know, 60-40 with Mike Davis because of how good he showed just to, you know, keep some of that wear and tear off of him, you know, depending on how their wins and losses go. So, again, you kind of have to take a look into, you know, all of that and see if those two players in that depth would be, you know, better than the one, you know, elite player. But typically, whoever gets the better player in the trade usually wins. Yeah. And if the Panthers are the Panthers, and if they've taught us anything over time, they will give McCaffrey the ball. So um, definitely good insight. Shout out Papa John again. Great question. Good one. Gronk or Noah Fant? Oh, give me Noah Fant all day. All day. Um, I just like this guy, man. He's getting all kinds of crazy targets. I mean, I know, you know, Patrick might be coming back, and, you know, that might be the reason why his targets are – you know, picking up right now just for the long term. I don't think Gronk makes it to like week 14, 15 and 16. Like even when he was younger with the Patriots, he wasn't making it to week 14, 15 and 16. So, you know, are you predicting an injury? No, I'm not saying injury. I just don't think he'll have kind of that juice left in the tank. And again, I hope he proves me wrong, you know, because I want to see it happen. But again, if I'm thinking with my head, I'd rather go with the younger, you know, the younger, fresher legs. You know, again, he hasn't put the numbers up, but it's because he's been hurt. And again, I think once he, you know, if you take that logic with CMC, then you, you know, sit him because he hasn't put up those numbers this year because he's been hurt. So to me, the talent's there. Seems like he's a focal point of that offense. Again, there's so many mouths there and the unknown with Tampa Bay. You know, give me the known and that they're going to throw the ball to Fant you know, in this offense. And, you know, he's kind of like Drew Locke's safety blanket there across the middle. So give me a fan. No, that's definitely been the case. He's in the slot. He's getting double-digit targets in most of his games and coming out of injury. I'm going with Gronk. I think Gronk's kind of just uh, – he's proven. He's going to get you that, that red zone. He's not the same Gronk that we've seen 
but it's still the same Brady and same Gronk duo that we've always seen and we've grown accustomed to. Um, they're on fire. They have the chemistry. Brady knows that he has them there. So if you want something constant, you want something um, for sure that's going to happen, I'm going with Gronk this week. There you go. I like it. We finally disagree again. It's more like it. <laughs> Every league that I have, it's between the two of these guys. So it, it's just kind of a decision that I've had to deal with on a weekly basis. This week, are you starting Carr or are you starting Tannehill? Before I get into that, give us a shout out for who's asking this question. You know, they're the ones contributing to this to this content. So let's give them the shout out and recognition they deserve. This one is JBZ92. All right, JBZ92. You got Derek Carr and who? Derek Carr and Tannehill. Yeah, uh, give me Tannehill. I mean, I know Carr's been, you know, throwing it around. And like I said, I predicted kind of a shootout there with the Chargers. But, um, but again, Tannehill's just been very efficient. A.J. Brown, I mean, the weapons that Tannehill has are just far better than – you know, what the Raiders have. I mean, Henry Ruggs, you know, is up and coming. You know, I'm not saying he's not talented. He's just a rookie. So what what can you actually, you know, really expect? So A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, they look like the real deal. I'll take those weapons and Tannehill. Yeah, and Corey Davis is somebody we didn't talk about. That's another person I'm buying high on. I'm buying high on all the receivers over there. Um, they're just making it work. They're making it happen. I, de- I definitely think I'd be I'd be rolling with Carr on this one. Nice, but again, JBG ninety two. Thank you for that question. That's kind of going to close us out. Unless you have any kind of shout outs, maybe you have a player that um, you thought about we didn't really mention that you you kind of just want to uh, touch on a little more. If so, you have the floor. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I think uh, we touched on a couple guys. You know, somebody to kind of keep an eye out for here would be DJ Shark kind of find out what connection he ends up having with whoever ends up starting over there, whether it's Mike Lennon or that other guy that ends with a, with an L like Lutton or something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it's maybe Lennon uh, that's throwing the ball there, but that might be one, you know, uh, to kind of keep an eye out, you know, maybe they have a little more connection or maybe they just start feeding him or, you know, that, that quarterback, you know, maybe DJ Chark, you know, cornered whoever that cornerback is in the, in the stock room and, and told him he better give him like 15 targets a game or else he's going to make him sit like he did Minshew. And he doesn't even have nearly as good as he has way better mustache than you do. So I can just imagine how that conversation went down in the, in the, next to the mops and the brooms. I'm definitely kind of looking out for that. Um, and again, just kind of keep an eye out on Austin Eckler. You know, it's not really looking good, you know, with the news there, you know, it, it kind of no news is, is bad news. You know, usually if someone's making real good progress, you know, they're like, Oh, he's, you know, doing this or he's trying to get back to practice, but you know, we haven't heard any kind of update on him really in a long time. So I know they were originally predicting, you know, six to eight weeks possibly based on how bad he ripped that hamstring off the bone. So uh, that's just kind of making Justin Jackson. Um, he's looking really good there in that backfield, you know, catching passes, especially in the PPR league. I would kind of keep my eye on him. You know, maybe you can buy him a little low now. And again, that Charger offense, they're putting up points and, you know, moving the ball. Keep your eye on him. Maybe you can get him really low. If he comes back for the playoffs, it might be worth it for you. 
covered so many topics today. Um, I just want to thank everybody who wrote in their questions. If you have them, send them in. Um, Anthony, we definitely didn't take it easy on you today. We appreciate your insight, everything you do behind the scenes, um, the preparation. We'll be sure to make it more challenging for you next time. You kind of just breeze through this one. But again, just thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. No, and thank you, man. Appreciate it. Your job's hard, man. Um, a lot of respect, and it's a lot of fun doing this. So let's keep it up. I'll see you on Friday. All right, everybody. Go Cowboys. Can I say <laughs> that? Am I allowed to no. say that? No, you're not. It's in your contract. Mike, Mike, cut that out. <laughs> yeah, cut it. Get right fantasy. Man, special thanks to Dustin. Really appreciate you taking the time to record that episode with me. It's a lot of fun talking some buy, sell, trade. Probably my favorite episode of the week. Love talking trades. Love talking rest of the season outlooks. You're just making wild guesses. But we take the information we get and we try to put our best guess forward. And some of these things turn out right. Sometimes they don't. That's why we wait till Sunday and see how it all goes. So until then, we can go ahead and roll those sleeves down now, because I'm out. <laughs>